just keep reading it over. Uh, it's called it, the quote. Yeah, the title of the chapter is called "Follow Your Own Road," and the quote is, "Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life." Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, don't let the noise, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Um, I see your Steve Jobs quote, and I raise you a Q five quote. <laughs> Um, on this day, find your thing, do your thing, <laughs> share it with the world, show your face. <laughs> I can, I will. <laughs> uh, dang, I thought I'd, nah, I didn't, hold on. No, on this day, four I years have, ago, I said, I have a dream. <laughs> I said, oh, hold on. I said, oh, to truly be alive, to think. To feel, to breathe, to love, to taste, to touch, to walk, to laugh, run, cry. It's a beautiful thing. Don't take it for granted. Live today. Your boy is out here. Inspirations. Like, like when you read that, I... You sounded like an author. I don't know. sounded like LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> Start the podcast. this thing is crazy so i was um i sent it to my sister freaking for you know forever 21 right the the post store the ups joint bro these are fire the, the ups collection looks crazy no, yo that clear rain jacket this joint right here that blue jo- yeah i don't even know how i would wear that but i would try but you have to get like the um the royal blue and black like ones i just wear all black in that jacket probably right it's hard though. Hello. Oh, Julian taking phone calls outside. Wow. Wow. That's, is that what we're doing? I hope his now? dad is okay. That doesn't sound like a call from his family though. Um. Good lineup today, Q. Um. Yeah. yeah I like it. A great lineup. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. The one about the foster kids though. That's all I need. I can read the article real quick though, but I didn't have it. I never skimmed it. Okay. Is everything okay? Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Yo, you got brothers, brothers, bro. <laughs> huh? I knew you had a younger brother. I didn't know you had an older brother. Yeah, I only got, I got two. I got a, yeah, my older brother is three years older than me. My younger brother is six years younger than me. No, the younger brother. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen an older you brother. Know, no one ever really sees my older brother around that much. But yeah, I got an older brother. He lives in Virginia? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was just weird because I was just like, but last week he was like, yo, I got to go get my brother. And I was like, your older brother? Yeah. But it'd be funny because like me and my older brother could be standing right next to each other. People won't realize that that's my brother. Mm. Wasn't hot in the world from my brother. It was hot in my brother from the world, head ass. <laughs> <laughs> but what makes me upset is that both of my brothers are taller than me. Wow, you're pretty tall. I'm six, six, one and a half, six, two. I'm about a strong five, six and a half, maybe yeah. five, seven if I stand extra tall. You know both what I'm saying? My Straighten my back are out. Six, three. I can dig it. I Dang. can't. It's rough, man. It is. It's rough. Speaking of family, that just gave me the segue. Um, family group chats. Are you in one? What do y'all talk about? Are you not in one? Do you avoid being in one? 
What's going on? <laughs> uh, no, parents don't have iPhones. Um, so if I'm in a family group chat with my cousin Danny, you said if you are, are you in it or not? Shout out to Danny. Um, What's up, Danny? Danny with the good hair. I'm in multiple, multiple. Like it's different ones because some of them will have my niece yeah. in it, and I then some of them won't. Gotcha. So if I'm in a group chat with Danny, I can guarantee it's gonna go left. We're gonna talk about. Just wild, crazy stuff. And then I just have to get out of it because it's too much. Um, if I'm in a group chat with my mom, it's like. Who else would be in the group chat? Just My mom, my sister, and maybe like my aunt. Yeah. Like none of the younger crowd, none of the younger kids. Yeah. It's just like, bruh, y'all don't have to do one word per message. This is a lot of messages. <laughs> so I get frustrated. There's rules for family messages too. Group messages too. Listen, so like, um, I just got added to one. My baby sister just added me to. Mute it. Huh? Mute it. Mute it. I'm telling you, mute it. Nah. Um. My, first of all, like, this is like the most. Like it was such a small gesture, but it was wild kind. Um. Cause my family, we don't talk for real. Yeah. Like I'm really just be out here moving through the world on my own. And I, I also had got in my feelings because, like, I feel like I was the only person I was reaching out to, like, my younger siblings, and they never hit me up. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, I just stopped trying to reach out to them. And then, like, um, I forgot what – and I actually just saw my baby sister last week. I was trying to go get a physical, and I went into this um, the clinic at, in Park Place, and she works there. I didn't even know. I walked to the counter. She was like, cute. I was like – Girl, what you doing here? She's like, I work here. I said, look at you with a little job. I remember when you couldn't even talk. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. besides the point. But she added me to a group chat. And it's her, my two younger brothers. Then she added my two nephews who are like juniors and seniors in high school. Um, no group chat. And Wait. she added my my niece who's like, if I'm 32, my niece is like 26. And then mm-hmm. my other niece, her sister, who is like 22 or 23. And then their little brother which is my nephew who's like who just turned 14 so like basically my whole family's in there like um and i just thought that was like i never told her that but i was a little choked up when she added me because like again i was in my feelings and like we don't talk and but then i was also like in my feelings in a like mad way because i was like so y'all been had this chat popping in (laughs) (laughs) but she added me and then i added uh my nephew which is, I mean, by default, her nephew as well. But yeah. I had a, um, another nephew that wasn't in the chat as well. And so, like, now we um, we all talk or we're all aware of each other daily. And, like, you know what I'm saying? She'll be she'll post in there, like, if it's one of our, one of their birthdays or whatever. And then everybody wish him happy birthday. Like, I sent my nephew, um, like, some money. So cash out them some money on his birthday. Like, and I know, like, I wouldn't even remember it was his birthday otherwise. Or, like, had seen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I literally have not seen his boy since he was, like, five just because of the way my family is, and also because, like, just the way my family is without going into detail. Yeah. But, like, he's 14 now. Like, his cat's in middle school or about to go to high school. And, like, I literally have not seen him since he was a little boy. But, like, now we connected on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, one, it's, like, shout out to technology. And then, two, it's, like, yo, like, in some small way, like, my little sister, my baby sister, just, like, bridged a whole gap for me. And she'll never really know, like, low-key, like, that was wild important to me. Or it meant a lot, like just a small gesture. Um, but like, um, yeah, it was cool. But they don't do anything in there but share memes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all they do. Like she'd be like, "Oh, it's somebody's birthday," and then the other things like, 
memes like they just shared a meme in there that was like a picture of like all the black sitcoms and it was like each one had a box like one two three four five seven eight nine. I was like pick which three you couldn't live without so everybody's responding so it's like yeah i don't know but it's also helping me learn about my family essentially so some small ways shout out to my baby sister angie i appreciate you i know i don't have a group chat with like my immediate family like my biological parents and my brothers no who's, who's really trying to be in a group chat with their parents i, I couldn't do it honestly here, i'm about to get to that because that that conversation that group chat kind of be whack because you slip up and say the wrong thing and then, oh uh, sorry mom that group chat will honestly kind of be whack because i'm like my parents don't really know how to use their phones like that yeah so it's like what are we talking about and then but i am in the group chat it's me my god sisters and my godparents we all in the group chat together funny as ever <laughs> we lit i'm in a group chat with them I got a, i'm in a bunch of group chats i'm in that one i'm in a group chat with like three of my cousins though because we're supposed to be planning to get together but can't nobody get the dates right black so, people yeah <laughs> people in general but especially us. Black people. but we gotta talk about that getting trips together right yeah. after we talk about this because yeah, you just so made me think like, about something can't nobody get the dates right so it's like me me and my cousins we're supposed to be having like a cousin's like turn up night or whatever and can't nobody figure out a date and when they want to do it we've been working with this since dog on february so i'm in that i'm in a group chat with all my homeboys like my closest best friends we're yeah. all in a group chat but that's on like snap so yeah, I don't we, even be on Snap like, like that. I tried. Me, like that I was on that chat, hard body, and then I yeah. just fell like, off. Like that group chat is honestly the main reason I'm on Snap. Yeah. But like we're up there, we literally talk every day. That's what's up. Yeah. Um. But all the other group chats, like if I'm in group chats for like events and stuff like that, I'd be muting them jokes because I'm like, I'm not going back and reading all these messages. Especially if it's a bunch of people, I'm just going to delete them. So that's what you do in the ci- Art Decipher joint? Oh, no. You see, I be responding up yeah, there. Yeah, sure you do, boy. I seen it earlier. Yolanda. No, I seen it earlier because no, right. <laughs> Poe asked how you put the watermarks on the pictures. All right, all right. I seen it. Just Sage responded. Sure. Yeah. See, I be paying attention. All right. Shout out to Poe. Hey, Poe. Um, PJ. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Hey, you talking po. about all the group chats you were in. You was like, you got a cousin one, you got a yeah. with your somebody else, yeah. a group drive with your friend. But um, see, you just expanded the conversation though, because I was saying family joints. Now you saying like I don't have like like but, for immediate family. I yeah. don't. I, I would say that's like, the only I just one know, I'm in. I think it depends on your family. Like, if your family cool like that, because like, <laughs> like you can have like yeah. let's be honest, like you can have whack parents and like I ain't starting a group chat with you. What are we talking about? I mean, you have one with your god sisters and your godparents. That's kind of your family. Yeah, but their parents lit. My godparents are lit. I just was with them like 20 minutes ago. Wow. I was just with them. Yeah. So. I would say outside of that, well, no, I have like one with like my close circle of friends, but like, and we do that on Facebook Messenger, but like, nah, that one goes pretty hard, but like, I feel like there was some division in our group, and so like, it's like a person or two that doesn't, that's still in the group, but never responds, but they're like, mm-hmm text like me and like another person like outside of us so it's like a mini group chat over here with just the three yeah. of us outside of the major one but i'm still active in the just big the one three if my us. friends hear this they're gonna know what i'm talking about they're gonna be like oh my god but um there's too many group chats there's rules of group chats man is it there's rules what's the rules first of all well actually my question is do y'all have a limit on how many people are in the group chat because like, i can't be in a group chat with like 
15, 20 people. Uh, I don't think I do. And like have a civilized conversation. I don't have a limit. Yeah. Um. Because after and then after a while too, like, like don't let a dope conversation start up while you at work and you don't look at your phone. Oh yeah. That's like when it always happened too. That's like the worst time. Because me and my friends, we started a group chat because we supposed to be going on like a French trip or whatever sometime this summer. And we were talking one day. And then one of my friends that's in the group chat woke up and was like, yo, why do I have 150 unread messages from you guys? It's like, oh, dang, I guess you got to start from the beginning and work your way down. Cause, so out of luck. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where it's just like. But my friends would be like, all right, yo, I just got here. I missed everything. Give me a, a play-by-play real quick. You know that, would, that would be me. And then niggas got to get on the bullet points like, all right, so this happened, this happened, and this happened. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm caught up. After that, we were just sharing a People, why y'all don't like to read, man? Reading is fundamental. Bro, that's a lot. Back 150 I'm not. You know but I feel like. Jump straight down to the bottom. That's true. But I feel, that's true, too. So you got to be quick. You got to be quicker than that. No, but no, I feel no. like if you, if you sum up for me. I still feel like I'm missing important facts, so like I have to go back and read it myself so I know. No, I'm just I, I gotta know everything. I'm just gonna wait till the next conversation start. Wow. I'm just catch up I'm on that. I actually prefer to be on my phone the least amount of time possible, so I just I I'm good. Yeah. I don't know, but you were saying too, um, planning the trip and not being able to get it together. I just wanted to touch on that real quick because. Shout out to my group chat, my friends, squad. Y'all already know if y'all listening. Y'all probably don't, but it's cool. I still love y'all. Um, but somebody in there listens. Anyway, something in the water. Oh, boy. Day the <laughs> tickets come out. I got my early bird ticket. Your boy got the ticket for 150 but service fees. Ranked that joint up to 202 and the, the fee um, to get it mailed to you, which was $8. So it came yeah. up to 202 yeah, I actually just got an email about it today, like, <laughs> My wristbands are in the mail or on their way. The way my bills are set up, I can walk the strip and just catch Pharrell in the distance. I feel you. It'd be like that. They ain't closing the beach down for this junk. Yeah. <laughs> I can still see everybody. But you already know, I was like, talk to me nice, treat me nice all 2019. So I'm doing some stuff I wanted to do. I just counted a blessing that I had the bread to do it. But um, so, yeah. Before the tickets came out, everybody's talking in the group chat. Yo, we gonna get a house by the beach. We gonna X Y Z. Yo, we gonna. I'm a cook. I'm a, that's gonna be my contribution. I'm gonna bring the food. Da, 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 da. Y'all just make sure. Da, da, da. Day the tickets come out, everybody fumbling. I had mine off rip because when it when it happened, when it the tickets went on sale at noon, I had my joint pulled up at like 11:50, and I just was refreshing the page, refreshing the page, and I got in there. I got the early bird ticket by the skin of my teeth. So like the early bird tickets one fifty. How much is a regular Jones? I think they're two fifty. Nah, the the okay. regular joints now are like one ninety five before the service yeah. fees. Cause it went one fifty, then it was one seventy five, uh-huh. and now it's one ninety five. Yeah, for And then it's like a forty five dollars service fee, which is bogus. Yeah, that's why I like just buying the tickets from like if you can, but you couldn't do it with this one. But just buying them from like the box office itself because yeah. you don't have that. It'll surcharge all the time. But when you order something online, like they always try to get you. But um, the point I'm trying to make is I got my ticket. Maybe one or two other people in the group had got the ticket. Everybody was like, oh, I got to get it next week. I'm fumbling. I'm fumbling. I'm fumbling. Meanwhile, the house that we originally had posted in the group chat that somebody had found, looked up, was gone. And like we was finding like plan B, plan C options. And those was getting eaten up. So I'm like, yo, if we don't move on this house, we out back. 
Mm-hmm. Then the next thing, so basically it didn't pop off. And one of my friends in the group chat hit me <laughs> outside a group chat in another group and was like, "Yo, my sister got a spot. I'm with her. They got two spots left. You want one?" And I I had the bread, so I yeah. gave them the bread and I got in on it. And then like when they brought it up in the, the squad group chat, I was like, "Yo." I was like, yo, I'm already rocking with um, so-and-so who, who was in the chat. And he, who had said he had a, a house already. He was like, yeah, yeah, I just went and got my own with my family because this was taking too long. And so I was like, there's like, Q, was you trying to? I was like, oh, I'm already rocking with so-and-so. I'm good. I was like, my bad. Y'all just took too long. Like, yeah. yo, like, it's always a, a thing to organize with a group of people to do something like. Black people. I don't want to make it a black thing. But, yeah, it's going to like, why do we do Like, why do we do But, I, I mean. This has been, like, one of the first times I've been a part of something like that. And it's also probably, like, first time in forever that I actually had the bread to, to do it, like, everything up front. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm speaking like I'm better than, I'm better than everybody now. But flex this was me a year. Yeah, I got to flex real quick. But a year ago, me would have been like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> but then it's like, it's people in the group that you know going to do it. But it's people in there, like, if I'm being honest, or in any group that you know, you know all along that they're not going to. They're talking, but they're never going to deliver. Yeah. And I knew from jump that there was, like, one or two people in there that wasn't going to have their money. Or that wasn't going to be able to get the ticket. Or they was going to be like this, this, and the third. But when we was talking and dreaming about it, everybody was like, yo, yeah, bro, I'm in there, I'm in there. I knew when it came up, you wasn't going but i didn't want to hurt your feelings to say it and be like wasted you know what i'm saying like because you you try to make it seem like yo if every if all eight of us put in this amount of money but i don't already think in my head like all seven of us because i know your ass they go you know what i'm saying like that's no offense to nobody in the squad i'm just saying like damn i'm like that's tripping i know me and my homies were talking about it but none of us even said anything about we were going or not because it was just like we got stuff to do yeah i was like the whole time i'm like they're not shutting down the beach. So, like, I could literally just walk down there and see it. Like, <laughs> I ain't missing nothing. Like, I could literally just walk down there and see everything. Plus, I hate Virginia Beach traffic anyway. Yeah. Virginia Beach cops. Yeah. Virginia Beach I cops. Too much. I don't want to drive out there. I'm low key claustrophobic. I know the amount of people that are going to be there people. will give me so much. And I love going to concerts and stuff. Oof. I love going to concerts and stuff, but. Speaking of concerts, shout out to everybody snaps from this B2K Millennium Tour. Yeah, I saw a couple right. I saw videos the whole on, concert from everybody's Snapchat videos on uh, Instagram. I saw the whole concert from everybody's Snapchat last night. So yeah. shout out to y'all. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the young ladies in the Hampton Rose area was out there shaking it, shaking it like it was really 2003. Exactly. Like they was really on 106 I in Park. Say shout out to everybody who dressed like it was 2003. Ah! Yo, yeah, the costumes were phenomenal. I saw somebody snap with the jersey dress. I was like, you lit, you win. Like, they had the Bulls Jordan jersey dress. Wow. Yes. I was like, I'm here for it. Somebody had the Yo, baby fat on. Dead ass, though. You lit, you win. I, I, saw, I saw a shorty with Darion jeans. Oh, they really went in. Yeah. Does Beyonce even make House of Darion anymore? I don't think so. Where have you seen it? It's in Kmart somewhere. Does Kmart even exist anymore? Nah, but you said Jersey Dress, bro. That made me think of prom, bro. I graduated in 04. This, and my homegirl, um, she cool now. I know I'm old. Um, she cool now. She's AKA. She's doing things. She does hair. She does this. She does that. She legit had on the Lakers jersey dress at prom uh, <laughs> i just look back on that like damn like you gotta bite that l for the rest of your yeah, life like, like you wore like, jersey dress to prom, prom? Yeah. to prom I, I, it's the most I, hood shit i've ever seen you ever seen that gift like, this is the most hood thing i've ever seen like I, 
our fashion decisions as the black culture in the mid in the early two thousands were very terrible. It was terrible. We, we, <laughs> we were we were terrible. I mean, we were rappers the culture. It, it was the culture at the time. Like, it was terrible. But like, we got better. Every everybody, the early 2000s, everybody, no matter no matter whether you was black or white or whatever, everybody took an L when you look yeah, back. Because the white boys had on the Jinko pants and the, the other Jinko stuff. Jeans they was bugging. With you know the, what I'm saying? Uh, with like, the Echo Red Polo. Come on, son. Like, yeah. Everybody was out here making bad yeah, decisions. I was rocking the half and half do rag. Wow. I, had the, I did have a couple half and half stuff. I had the half and half do rag. You, you know what I did band. in high school when I came to Virginia, bro? The, no, I was doing it in New York, too. I had too. the 2X hoodie. The 2X I used to, white tee. I never was on the super big clothes. I might have had baggy That's jeans, though. That's the bad era. I had baggy jeans, though. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't understand slouch socks. When I got to Virginia, I was like, yo, what I feel mean? like it, the slouch socks, like the joints that everybody like will push down and it'll be like mad. Like they, they was just the, the high socks that you just push down. I guess you push them down. But I yeah. was like, That's disgusting. It looked like your ankles would be mad sweaty. It just like you in the summertime, like y'all wearing it. And then, out of convenience but socks used to be like, I used to buy, I used to buy, I used to buy, um, all like. My dad at the time was the manager of Champ Sports. Ooh. So like yeah. You Shout out to everything. him because yo, before he That's got with my mom's, we was out here rocking pay last, you know what I'm saying? My man came along, got my first pair of nice kicks, got my first pair of Tims, you know what I'm saying? He was keeping us fresh out here. And it was a lot of us and he was holding it down. So shout out to him, you know. But what it's saying? crazy because speaking of like the early two thousand stuff, Bila's back. Fubu's back. A lot of Fubu's stuff is back. a lot of stuff yeah. is back. Everything baby fat is about to make a comeback. I don't know about that, uh, <laughs> but people are gonna buy it for the nostalgia. But yeah, I, I, like, I would buy it. Clown for wearing pilas. Uh, nah, the, gra- the Grand Hills was official. The Grand Hills always been I official. Had, I had the Grand, Grand Hills. Grand Hill drinks right. Yeah. But I think I think the reason is coming back is because Fendi stole their whole thing. They did with the F. Yeah, yeah they did. Fendi took they their bit their whole, whole thing. But yo, like back in the day, my bad choice was that I would buy like every single color shoelace. And then I would just get like a white pair of kicks and I would just change the shoelaces every day to match my outfit. And I thought I was doing something. You really couldn't tell me. I had a box full of shoelaces. I thought I was hot stuff, bro. Bro, you remember the clear Air Force Ones? Oh, God. I just had a conversation on Facebook about, you know how women be wearing the boots that go up to their knee? Yeah. A girl had the clear ones on in the picture, and them girls were steaming, and they was like, yo, look at you looking like Steve Crabbox. They roasted her for that. Bro. Yeah. How? Nice. Why? She wore a pair of clear thigh high boots. I know, but that's not nice. But why would you do that? Don't go to a comedy Maybe show. Maybe she and wear thought clear it boots. was like. Don't go to a comedy show. But you're a show woman. Like, what is the boots. what is the appeal of that? And I guess too for guys. I, I mean, mean we maybe she thought she was really rocking it. Like when no, she no, it's cute them until your feet foggy. start steaming up. Them jeans was foggy. <laughs> like she probably didn't think that through all the way. Obviously. She just thought like, yo, yeah. these look dope. But multiple she people do it. And even when I shared the picture, I was talking about it. Girl was like, yo, I got a pair of those, but it's just like the little booty type. You know what I'm saying? The little short. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. what it like? And even the guys that had the clear forces, like, wh- like, well, you had socks on, so it didn't yeah. steam up like that, but protected you. But still, like, why would you wear clear? for real? Like, yeah. I guess it was like, oh, I'm gonna wear socks to match or something. I'm gonna really kill them. But what was the point? Like, it's a nice looking shoe, but the practicality is dumb. There's yeah. no practicality. And like, why are you the wearing only clear? Shoe that has lasted the test of time. Timberlands. Always. They're the only shoes that have lasted. Always. Lasted. V, what was a bad choice you made in the early 2000s? Um, I was about to say something, but I was like, that's probably racist. Let me stop. Ooh, say it. 
I was gonna say she probably had the wild skinny chola eyebrows. Like <laughs> No, but I did this, I did do something chola that I'm about to tell you. So I don't know if you remember this. Oh, you about to say you had that too <laughs> just like this? No. I stayed in Cali for a year, all the girls used to do that. No, 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 no. So you know in middle school, like you used to part well, girls used to part this side of their hair and then bring it back. And put like a rubber band here and like leave the rest of it out. Y'all can't see me. But if I can find pictures of that, when I look at it, I'm like, Victoria, what were you thinking? And why were your friends not telling you that that was not the hair look for you? Nobody cared about you. (laughs) And then like I would slick it down with like gel. Greasy. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. That was my bad decision with hair. I don't really remember like clothes wise. The worst decision I had with hair. Oh God, I I think just about or at least ninety percent of black male children have done this. They uh, they grab. You the try clippers. to cut your own hair. Damn. They uh, grab the Damn. clippers. Damn, that's like a rite of passage, though, low key. So when I was in seventh grade, oh, I really no no no. Listen, I really wanted to get my eyebrows. Like I wanted to get my eyebrows fixed because they was intense my eyebrows are intense like all the time so i took nair and i took nair and i like put it on my eyebrow thinking like how to shape my eyebrow and like half of my (laughs) and my mom came and she was like what happened Yo. But my eyebrows are good now. (laughs) They grew back. (laughs) Yo, the crazy thing was, I actually didn't cut my own hair. My mom did it. It was my mom's fault. (laughs) I was in like middle school. I know you got joked. Oh my God. I had a friend whose mom used to cut his hair. We used to bake him for days. No. He used to have the roundest edge up. (laughs) Bruh. The worst day of my life was high school graduation day. Oh God. You know, you graduate, but how's you supposed to be fresh? Fresh, fresh, fresh to death. <laughs> Y'all can see the look of disappointment in this man's face right now. Dun dun dun. I ain't had no hair. What? I had no hair. I can't Who's picture bald? you bald. I had no hair. Like not like, even a super. I didn't have season. like the. I didn't have like the Rick Ross low joint. I ain't had the Jada Kiss joint. I was gone. Oh. I was like Montel Williams bald. I was like. Like no lineup, like, like, no, like nothing, bro. <laughs> it was the day of. I was like, I'm gonna wait till the morning of graduation to get my hair cut because I wanted the change to be sharp. That's the worst decision ever. I was supposed to go to the barber shop. Barber shop was booming, so I was like, dude. I asked my dad, can he cut my jump? And normally my dad straight with the straight with the clipping. My dad really could cut hair or whatever. He could at least make you look halfway decent. He did something. Cut too low. He was like, oh, I got to even the junk out. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I ain't really sweat it. Boom, boom, boom. Like 30 minutes go by. I'm like, I'm looking on the ground. I'm like, there's a whole lot of hair on the ground. I say, you know, I look in the mirror, ain't nothing there. <laughs> hey, what did you do? He's like, I had to even it out. What you mean? <laughs> even it out with my scalp? 
Like, bro. He kept that graduation I need to see these pictures. Day, huh? Yeah, I need to see these pictures. I ain't no pictures. Oh. Ain't no pictures. Oh. I mean, sure. I don't remember that day. <laughs> it didn't even happen. Ain't no pictures. They mailed me my diploma. My dog on me. They did, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's crazy, bro? I, I, had, uh, I wore a do-rag that entire day. Wow. No. And I wore a do-rag the entire day until I got to the school and they wouldn't let me. Because uh, you know you got to get to school early so you can practice and everything like yeah. that. They wouldn't let me practice with my do-rag on. I was like, yo, I got the cake tucked in. I can just put the hat over top of it. It was like, nah, we can't let you do it. Man, I took that joke off. Bacon. Bacon. I'm so glad I could joke back. But I I took so many L's that day. I believe it. I think my one memory about graduation was um, that, like, one, I wasn't from here. So, like, that was, like, my second year in Virginia period that I graduated from Oscar Smith but like um, they used to do the graduation outside in the yeah. football stadium we were literally the last class that did that I was just about to ask because you that. it started raining pouring mm-hmm. rain like golf ball size rain that's the crazy thing too every year uh, Oscar Smith did outside graduations it rained yeah like we were like the last year they did outside joints cause like I'm just glad I was an honor graduate, so I went up there when it was still dry. I also got to say the prayer at graduation too. So I was like wild, like what? I was on fire for God back then. Half I don't my know what happened. Class Lord, was pregnant. Lord forgive me, but I said the prayer and everything in the stadium. That joint was booming. I had to practice beforehand, so I was out there like, dear Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> Did they give you but a like, prayer to say? Or nah, I wrote it, but it was like I couldn't say like in Jesus' name and stuff. Like I had to like make it you acceptable had to make it for like everybody. The Catholic Church. Something like that. But it was crazy though. But um yeah, it started raining, bro. Like pouring rain. But I was like, yo, I'm an undergraduate, so I got called. Huh? Did you do it for Lil Saint? Nah, I didn't do it for Lil Saint. But it was pouring rain, right? And so like when it started raining, they just started rattling off the names wild fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they flew through everybody's name. Everybody ran inside. Like by that time it was pouring, people were, like sliding down the hallways and they capping got I'll never forget that joke. It was pouring, bro. If it started raining, it would be like everybody yo, stand up. The next Y'all year did. after that, like that was when they started having that ODU. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Anywho, going down memory lane and stuff. What's up, V? You got something? I don't I don't have anything though. I, I don't know why I got you lost. Graduate from? Uh South Tech Academy in West Point in Whitten Beach, Florida. Uh, I'm not from around here. I I'm not from around these parts. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like my fourth year living here. Maybe fifth. Four or five years. Maybe five. Five? Yeah. Yeah. It's 19. Yeah. yeah. Um, six. No, six. I graduated in 17 from VCU. That was two years ago. And I was only here for a year before that. So five. All right. So you say Fletcher Fitness was 2016? I feel like that was 15. Maybe even 14. Because I knew you from there. I don't know, but we're not even gonna like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I'm when that saying, was. I don't know you longer than you trying to say you've been in Virginia for. Like, I've only been here for five years, for real, for real. Like all jokes aside, like for real, it has to be. I graduated from VCU 2017. I was here for that. We that program that. was two years, right? So that was two. This May coming up, it's gonna be two years since I've graduated. That program was two years. That's four years. I was only living here for a year before that program. It's too many mm. numbers. I'm gonna say five years. Five years. Wow. I'm gonna have to cut out that reference. Out here giving right. people promotion. So what's 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 next on the list? 
Jess. I'm going to let uh, one of y'all take the lead on this. I read it, and I think it's... She so, okay, so let me ask that this. That got me. She forgot how black she was or so. <laughs> so let me ask this. Oh, you got to explain it first. I'm going to let you go ahead and explain it, and then I'll ask my question. Um, <laughs> nah, I read the article, but I just got to refresh my memory. But basically, just hilarious. She's a comedian. Um, she is currently on the Fox Network on the show Rel. Um, basically, she... Um, I didn't watch the video. I just read multiple articles on the subject. But essentially, it's I'm giving I'm giving the impression that she got four um, Muslim men or men who appear to be Muslim, but they were actually Sikhs. I don't know how you say that word, Sikh, S I K H, but they were actually Sikhs. Um, got them kicked off of an airplane because they had on turbans and she felt uncomfortable, so she like made a fuss, and they basically emptied the plane. And when they came back on, those four men weren't on it, and so. The issue, the underlying issue with that is that, like, like one, like, how you... Th- and this also happened the day after the Muslim uh, mosque. It was that New Zealand got shot yeah. up. Yeah. So it was just, like, it was very insensitive of her. Because, um, one, like, yo, you practicing racism against a group of people and you black yourself. Um, and, like, the same way you apply that to them is the way they do it to you all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like... So I was just like, why did she do that? And it just like she's always in the news. Whenever she's in the news, it's always messy. Like it's never, it's never like she does anything good that's like newsworthy. It's always like, yo, you always say something stupid or you embarrass yourself. Like I don't know, but that's besides the point. The point is that she got these men kicked off the plane and it was wrong. So what was your question? Dude? So she said on there that she was feeling unsafe. If at a moment in time you felt unsafe, I just like to look at things from another perspective. Mm-hmm. So if at a moment in time you were feeling unsafe, what would you do? It no matter like the person's race or whatever, like if you felt unsafe in a situation, what would you do? Or how would you have handled that differently? Hmm. I would like to know what was going on that they allegedly did or if they did anything to make her feel unsafe so apparently the plane was scheduled to go somewhere and then it wasn't going there like they rescheduled her whole like her arrival destination so she felt like from my understanding she felt like there was like some conspiracy or something like that and then these four people for these four men were coming onto the plane and she felt like that's what i've read but okay. if in a moment in time you felt unsafe, what would you have done differently? Like, I feel like airports are really big for stuff like that. Like, whenever I'm in New York, yeah. LaGuardia, I am on edge. I'm looking around. I'm watching everything. Because I feel like that's an airport where I mean, a lot of things happen. I'm like that wherever I go where I'm not, like, used to being. Okay. Like, I was in D.C. like a week or two ago. And I was on the Metro. I ain't never really been on the metro like that before. I ain't never DC is a wonderful place. Yo. Um but I ain't never never really been on the metro like that. So I was on my my head was on a swivel. Swivel. Cause I was like, you know, I don't know, you know, what's going on. But my whole thing is like, I just want to get to my destination. I knew where I had to go, I knew how to get there. But it was just like yeah, I'm always going to be alert, especially if I'm... And I was by myself. So what do you do if you feel unsafe? I just pay attention. I'm just overly cautious. I mean, I ain't doing nothing. Like, if I don't see... Like, I'm not going to speak on something. Like, 
if I don't see anybody doing anything that I would feel like is suspicious, mm-hmm. then I'm like, what is there for me to talk about? Like, I'm just going to keep my head on the swivel of just like, all right, if something pops off, like the first thing I do when I go anywhere, I look for all the exits. That's the mm. first thing I do. That's I analyze. I usually look for sockets to charge my phone. Yo, you're wild. <laughs> I, gotta I look at everyone's phone. face. I look at, I look. So anything if anything happens, I could be like, this is the description. And it depends on where you're at. So it depends <laughs> on where you're at, too. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, like when I was in D.C., when I got off the metro, it was like, all right, cool. I'm on the second level. I know how to get to the arena from here. Like, I had to make sure I knew all, all the major landmarks around me. I knew where everything was because it was like, because it was like, dang, my phone about to die. But it was like, I had my charger with me, but I had nowhere to plug it in. See? So. I wasn't but, able to but, tell you where to go because I peed that whenever I walked But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that saved me was like, I knew where all the landmarks were. So it was like, I made all my phone calls to the proper people first. I'm like, yo, I'm here just to let you know. And then boom, boom, boom. So if anything pops off, I know exactly where I need to be. I do that too. I, I share my location with people yes. when I'm going somewhere I don't know. Yeah. Like I went to, I went somewhere one night and I, I sent my friends, going back to the group chat thing that my friends in the group chat, I sent them groups. I was like, yo, if y'all don't hear from me by this time, I'm sending y'all my, I'm sending y'all my location. So boom. Like sending Send my location to someone. Has, your location. I'm just I love, that dude's amazing. Um, Sending my location to people has actually, like, saved my life a couple times. Facts. Like, when I was going to, uh, I was going to Petersburg one day. And this is why I hate Ivor County. Um, like, I ain't got a doggo flat tire or whatever. This dude, long story short, the dude came and helped me or whatever. But I had, it was a random dude, random dude in a rental car. Pulled over to the side of the road to come help me. I didn't know who he was, but I sent my homeboy. I was like, yo. I said, I'm with this dude. I took a picture of the dude's car, a license plate, picture of the dude when he won't look in. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> license plate is the most important thing. It, it, it was a random white dude in a rental car. I didn't know who he was, but he was nice. Yeah. But I was like, I'm still on t- I'm still with my head on the swivel. But I Nice white like, person. I feel suspicious. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Regular black I'm, person. I'm, they feel suspicious. I'm taking pictures, buddy. So, Not going to get me to But like. It was like, but the dude was cool. Like, actually, we talked or whatever. He came out there and helped me or whatever. But it was just like, even with all that, like, I'm still getting all this because I don't know you. So, and I sent I sent my location to my homies. I was like, yo, I'm with this person. He driving a white Honda Civic. This the license plate. This what he looked like. Woo, yeah. woo. But that, that was smart. It probably yeah. really saved your so life. So, it's like, you know, I sent my location to anybody. And it helped me get back to my car, too. But... So, question, because I saw somebody post this today. Do you feel like minorities or black people can be racist? Yeah. Black people are some of the most racist people I know. Really? Black people can be racist. Nah. You don't think black people can be racist? No. How? Until we can stop somebody from getting a job or a house or a loan. Until we're in a position of power to hold it over somebody's head. No, we cannot. What? We can no, have a, we can have a preference or a dislike. You of can be someone. prejudiced. This is what I think. Okay, okay. I think okay, that okay. racism is a is a construct. It's, it's a system. It's okay. a system. Racism is not a single event. Prejudice. Thank you for okay. breaking that down. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Black people can be prejudiced. Yeah, we cannot okay. be racist. Okay. That's Got what you. I was trying to. I was trying to have this conversation with someone. Yeah. And they were really like telling me that I, because I, I've never dated a, a white guy and I've never really been interested. And they were trying to tell me that I was racist because I didn't want to date a white guy. And I was trying to explain to them how someone from the minority. Because racism literally means that you that there's a majority and then there's a minority and there's a system in place to keep it that way. So when I saw that post today with along with this Twitter and like combined with all this, um, saying that she was racist, I was like, I don't know if that's the right yeah. terminology. I don't know if it is either, but it it does make it look it's not a good look at all. In, in light of up. current events, but in light of her as a person, just. For real, and I saw like one, and I think in that same article that you have pulled up, or maybe another article, a dude, um, that was he was like, Yo, the same racism, or I guess I think he used the word racism, but I guess it's prejudice, but the same racism that keeps you out of writers' rooms and from starring in your own TV show and from doing XYZ is the same kind of thing that you just show those four men. And getting them kicked off, and you should really think about it. Like people have really been flaming her for this. Yeah, I think I'm looking. I'm. I'm just want to get you guys perspective. I actually looked up the definition of racism. I looked it up today too because I was literally having this conversation with someone. And I just want to get some clarification. This definition says racism: a belief that a race is a primary uh, detriment to human detriment of human traits and capacities, and that racial differences produce an inherent. And the definition stopped for some reason. Uh, produce an inherent superiority to a particular race. So this is what I said to the person that I was speaking to when I spoke to them about the same definition because we had this conversation and this debate. And the fact of the matter is that um, the website, like the dictionary changes over time. Yeah, and you can use certain words to inflict certain types of pains. But for me, and I can look up a whole bunch of definitions about a, a bunch of different things, but racism is literally the system that is in place yeah. because there's a difference in race and there's a difference in power and control between yeah. those races. So uh, that's for me personally. I was set different definitions as well to okay. argue the fact that, like, well, no, you know, minorities can be racist and, like, this situation, she is being racist. And it's like, hmm... I don't know if I agree with that because it's really hard for someone who has been pushed down to think mm -hmm. or to or not only to think, but to actually have more power than another person that's a majority or that is in the majority because they just don't have that power. Okay. Yeah, I can take that. Okay. That's just my perspective. Like at the end of the day, um, when you put a white woman next, uh, uh, Pastor Sarah Jake said this at some point in life um like when you put a white woman next to a black woman she's still a white woman like she still has her whiteness to turn to and that's how i look at it from when it comes yeah. from a race perspective there's a lot of different um oppressions that are against women in general yeah. but um there's still a difference in race like there's still a difference in power and uh control there okay and like ability okay so. i just needed some understanding some clarification yeah i think that um we can definitely be prejudiced though, and so I think when that. My mom told me. <laughs> Not today, no white girl. Yeah, when my mom told me don't bring no white girl in the house, uh, that was prejudice. That wasn't racism. I would say that was prejudice. Your mom has no. Maybe tradition as yeah. well. Yeah. Prejudice, tradition, because your mom, effectively, your mom couldn't. 
stop a white person from advancing or yeah. you know what I'm saying in a systematic way and she couldn't and we're speaking in general terms not, I, yeah okay, not literally cool. your mom like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying like there's certain black people that stereotypical yeah, yeah stereotypical okay <laughs> yeah because like you know, a lot of different words yeah <sighs> but I think that more and more people are using the word racism to and I think it's a way to normalize racism I think racism is used more and more often it's, it's to normalize it yeah yeah so, so. okay talking about uh definitions and nope i tried horrible transition um i'm sorry while well, you're figuring that out real quick because you mentioned dc and like going to other places oh. i just gotta say this real quick i was living my best life like a week ago mm. not this past no. weekend but the weekend everybody before. was in dc the weekend that i left <laughs> i was high i was there and i went down there because my homegirl um had a album release for a spoken word shout out to j word um and it was dope and she did at this coffee spot called culture too i've never really been down to the dc area she lives like in in uh maryland like a sweet sweet land or something like that um which was like maybe 20 minutes outside of dc mm-hmm. and um but the event was dope it was black excellence it was it was black art it was love yeah. it was everything some of our friends super bad doesn't matter anyway um it was dope man and like I linked up with Glow Shines down there and, we, um, and Casey, and we went to a spot called Marvin's, mm-hmm. and we partied, and yo, it was lit. <laughs> I learned a lot in D.C., man. I came back from D.C. with a different perspective on a lot of things. Dang. One, I learned the DMV is not all of Virginia. Nah, it's just kind of like it's, northern. If you can get on the metro, that's the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> the DMV's... With <laughs> That the metro area, that's the DMV. It's not all of Virginia like a lot of people think it is. No, there's different areas. Yeah, but I um, I can't, man. Shout out to my guy Nick. I came back from DC with two commission art pieces, man. That's dope. Yeah, that's hit up. dope. Shout out to my man Nick. I came back from DC with a um, my homeboy that, well, my home girl that threw the joint. Her producer was there from Florida that made some of the beats on her album, and mm-hmm. we went to brunch in Baltimore. First of all, shout out to Topside in Baltimore. Yeah. Yo, it was like the the top floor of this dope hotel, and it just had the panoramic view, like all the all around, like with yeah. windows, so you could see the whole city from anywhere you were sitting. It was bananas. The food was ridiculous, but I got to chop it up with him, and he just sent me an email today about to send me some beats. So I came back with some. Some inspiration. I'm about to have some new sounds to to create too. But like that trip was just dope because one, I got to see my friend do a thing, and like she put on a really excellent show. So it gave me inspiration because there's some things I want to do with shows of my own this year. But um, two, like that was the first time I had like I won't say it was the first time I went out of town and crashed at a friend's house, but like crashing at friend's house are the best. It kind of was though, and like low key, her home with her boyfriend was really dope. Like. I stayed in their basement. I felt like I was at an Airbnb. I had a pool yeah. table in it. She had like three gaming systems. She had a Super Nintendo, a Genesis, a PlayStation 4 in that joint, pool table. It was just mad comfortable. And I was just like, yo, this is great. Yeah. And I almost didn't go because I had originally intended to go with somebody, but they had a death in the family. And so we couldn't go together. We was going to make a, like a road trip. But like, I was like, yo, I'm going to go anyway. And I was trying to find somewhere to stay. And I just made a post on Facebook. She was like, you can stay with me. I was like, but you're throwing me an event. I don't want to be a burden. She was like, boy, if you don't get out of here. So yeah. I literally, like, 
And I missed my ride too because I got caught at work. So I literally just um, caught the Greyhound. Like as soon as my as soon as my friend was like, "Yo, I gotta go. I can't." I went to Greyhound and the joint was leaving in like ten minutes, and I made it there with like two minutes to spare, and I just caught a Greyhound and I went. And yeah. I best decision I ever made. The weekend was bomb. Partied in DC. Went to Baltimore for brunch and had a phenomenal time. Yeah. Like, like yo, I I was in I was in there acting brand new. I was like, when I come back, I'm gonna be like you yeah, peasants. Like yeah, I was, yo, DC, I was, the, the DC had me feeling like yeah, yo, y'all can't DMV, mess with me. The DMV has a different type of energy up there, and I love it, man. I could be around that energy all day, man. Like that DC, that DMV energy is crazy. Shout out, oh, speaking with crashing in people's cribs and stuff. One shout out to my uncle for for housing me while I was up there for oh. a couple of days. Shout out to uh, shout out to my top five, my top, top, five, five, top five, top five, my top five friends to Rhonda. Shout out to her. <laughs> you know, let me crash in the basement. You know, pops is mad cool. He act like he don't know me every time I come to the crib. <laughs> he forgets me every time I come to the crib. Son, son, shout out to you, and uh, you know, shout out to the homie Khadija for coming to the game with me. You know, nice. Yeah, but DC. Like, the DMV has a crazy energy. I love it up there. It was just good to get away for the weekend. I really enjoyed myself. And, like, now I know, like, hey, if I'm going to the D.C. area, I know I have a a place to crash. And, like, it was just really good, like, conversation. And, like, it just made me realize I got to – I have friends, but I need to get some other types of friends, like, to do things with, like – like, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like – I was in a different circle of people. Like she introduced me to her friends, and I was like, "Yo, I need friends like this." Yeah, as well. And I it's don't a different have space up there, man. Yeah, it's like I was just like, "Yo, I'm, I'm not living. I'm not yeah. living." Like, yeah. I gotta really it's, like. It makes oh, you realize the difference. Like between the pockets of friends that I have, like my general group of friends, like, and that's no slight to them, but like I just needed to be around the vibe that I was around. It was more like it was more like conversation on on some intellectual level, and just like. I just felt like I was in like a, a sea of black excellence and I was yeah. like, I'm not doing enough of my life. <laughs> but I was like, uh, I felt comfortable because I was like, yeah. yo, I'm everybody's cool here. And I was like, yo, I'm not like. That made, I, going up there made me realize that's the next market I need to tackle with art. Word. That is the next market. And leaving with commissions and stuff, commission work was confirmation for me. Because I went up there on a mission. It wasn't just, I want to go up there for the game. It was like, I want to go up there and actually like network and meet the right people and do what I got to do up there. Why do you think when you go to other places you get more support? Jesus didn't even get love at the crib. That's a fact. Oh, more, son. Yeah, shout out to Judas. Um <laughs> Wow. Cuz I've noticed that as well. Like mm-hmm. just like when I went to Cali, like just different like it's just yeah. a different vibe. Because oh, that's a tough one. I think why do you get more love? Cause I think, I think it's people get used to you at the home, or like they get used to you, or especially if you're, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, it is. I can't really call it's it. It's a weird dynamic. But when you're like when you go other places, you're fresh and new to people, and so yeah. they gravitate towards you. Know, like everybody at home is like, oh yeah, I knew he was gonna do that. Julian, yeah, he paints, whatever. Yeah. Q, yeah, he raps. He does open mic, blah blah blah. V, oh yeah, she takes shots. Okay, we get it. You, know what I'm I think, you go somewhere I else think, and they see you're working and like, yo, that's crazy, yeah. son. I think it's more of like you're convenient for people that are local to you. 
Like, I don't have to see you Yo, last night. I, I don't really, have to go to your show because I, really have a I can see you the very next day. You remember that Kevin Hart movie when he, he was like, you lab-ass nigga or whatever? Like, yeah. It was like local something, something. Like, mm-hmm. I really have a fear of that. Like, I really don't want to just be the open mic dude. I am so much more than that, and I know I am, and I know I give off more than that, but like, that scares me sometimes. Somebody grubbing. It ain't even close. You can probably hear it on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. We have some amazing. I actually had my mic muted. You got a taquito over there. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Mic check, mic check in your face. That's cool. Um, I am eating because I'm starving. Um, but okay. Next topic. Can we just can I just say this real too? Because you just made me think of that bar. Yo, on that song, Shake It Like a Tub, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. For the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack? Yeah. Yo, Nelly was so disrespectful. I was playing Bad Boys, like, some of their greatest hits yesterday. Um, the, the the 20th anniversary joint on mm-hmm. Apple Music. I was riding around getting it. But, um, yo, like, Nelly's wild disrespectful. Like, Murphy Lee's whole verse, he's rapping with him or, like, ad-libbing his words over him. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was driving like, yo, Nelly, you so disrespectful, son. He's literally talking his whole verse. Yo, shut up and let my man Murphy Lee get off. I mean, but who going to check Nelly? I mean, he did put him <laughs> on, but still, I just thought it was rude. But the next topic, it. I'm sorry, but I just, that was a random thought I had. Yeah. So, Aunt Becky. Um, oh, what? That was all, that's how I know her. Oh, because. I don't know how to say her name. Lori, Whenever I hear Becky. Lori Laughlin. Whenever Laughlin? I hear Becky, I think of that plot song. I'm thinking about Lori. Aunt Becky. Oh, what is her name? What Lori uh, Laughlin. Laughlin. Yeah. Oh, from uh, Full House. Full House? Oh, yes. Yeah. So her and a couple and a dozen other people were um, caught in a scandal for college admissions. Um, they paid for their children to be able to cheat on their college entrance exams, which allegedly falsified athletic records of students to enable them to secure admission to um, a whole bunch of really prestigious schools. Um, so I think one of the interesting things that you put in the group chat queue was that they didn't want to do their mug shots or they didn't want to share their mug shots. Um, cause they, cause they said that they didn't see a reason to share the mug shots. Like they didn't know what the point. Black people wish they had that option. (laughs) I wish. I don't want to share. Cause you had the police station. Do you want to share them? Do you want to share your mug? Do you want to share your mug shots? And I bet you, and if they did take one, uh, they probably wouldn't even take it. It'd probably be a glamour shot, or it'd probably be, you know what I mean? Like you want to put some makeup on first, right? You take but if it was one of us, they're gonna get a jump. We like we just hopped out of trash cans, or we just got beat up or something, or like how do you, how do you not show a person's mug shot? They're criminals. But the funny thing is, from what I heard about it, what I read about it is it's something that a lot that goes on a lot with like college culture with um with uh what's the word um donations yeah, but donations there's a, there's a word like when you go like when you're an alum and you want to get Boosters? your no when you're like an alum and you want to get like your relative or your child in there um, you just donate. Legacy? You like yes, you, legacy. That's you, the word. You make a building in your name yeah, yeah, yeah. or you put a lot of money into something. Yeah, and, and it's then like, you know, but that's something that goes on a lot of times, especially at these like Ivy League schools and stuff like that. It's like, oh, my child's a legacy. I've donated, you know, four point five million to the school. My child better get in. Like, I don't care if my child is, is got a one point three GPA. My child better get in. And it's one of them things where it's like the thing that made the whole thing hilarious was they photoshopped the kids on all these athletic photos. 
That's what was funny. Right, and they were they didn't play no type of yeah, sport. Yeah, they weren't no type of sports. Stuff like that. That's why I'm like, this story is a waste of time. The only reason this is a story is because that's Aunt Becky from Full House. Like, that's the only reason. But there was this... other people implicated too. But you know what's yeah, crazy? But like, it's like, stuff like this happens all the time. All the time. But you know what's wild? Like, everybody's dropping her from everything. Hallmark ain't doing no more movies with her. Her daughter got dropped from, like, modeling contracts and clothing brands or makeup or whatever she was a part of. They drop her. Now, now the girl talking about she dropped out of school out of embarrassment. No, you better stay there and get that degree I, yeah. I snaked you into. Yeah. Because then she give, like, $2 million or something like that? I don't know. I don't know how much she gave, but... Through a different lens. Let's look at this from another perspective. It is wrong, but no, we get into these major universities. It's wrong, but let me ask you a question. Okay, Q, if you make a lot of money, right? You get, you blow up, you get rich, you making coins, right? And you have a daughter and you know that you can spot somebody $500 and it's going to make it easier for her to get into a school. You're not going to spot them $500? No. No, let's not put it in relation because the thing is that to her, $2 million may be $500. So putting it in relation to how much money it is is not the point of it. It's the point of would you or would you not try to get your child into a better school if you had the coins for it? No. No. I'm serious. <laughs> No. No. I feel like Julian. You, I feel like by you asking this question, you're implying that you would do it. I wouldn't. No. No, I'm talking to Victoria. No, I'm I'm answering her question. No, I wouldn't. Okay, so my daughter and my son are not. No. At the end because of Because at the end of the day, especially if I'm being a man of integrity, no. Why? Why? You work hard to get ahead in life. I don't think expect, that we all want more for our don't children and yes, our generations all, to come. Yes, so if I had to work hard for something, I'm going to try to make it easier for, your for college you. Tuition. I'm not paying off of college to guarantee that you in, in there. Exactly. I'm going to set you up and make sure you got you in extra the college system, so if so if Yale is crap, no, you So if Yale, so if Yale is set up to where you gotta have money to get in, you gotta know people. It's that type of institution because that's the type of institutions they're talking about. It don't matter what good grades you get, and I have the money to do it. You think I'm not gonna put some money up? Like okay. To get into these these Ivy League schools, you gotta play with the big boy. You got all right. Here you go. You can go to HBCU. <laughs> I feel like it happens there too. And it, maybe it does, but they're not going to happen with eight. me. <laughs> That's the difference. It's not going to happen with me. Okay. I think whoever else, it ain't me and my child. I think if you okay, if you're at um, I heard this analogy. I don't remember where I heard it, but if you're at a, a club and the bouncer is like, "Yo, if you." There's an hour wait, but if you pay me twenty five right now, I'm gonna let you in. What you gonna do? (laughs) First, I don't even go to the club. First of all, I don't already like paying to get in somewhere to begin with. Okay, bad analogy for you, but I think I think that forget the bouncer. I think that at the end of the day, there's a lot of different ways to spin this. Where it is wrong, it is the integrity piece of it. They did something wrong. They lied. There was other ways that they could have done this. And not maybe gotten caught. I don't know. Um, I'm not out here trying to get kids into colleges, but I just think there's a different way to look Victoria at it. Victoria is saying that she's gonna cheat and claw and snatch her way to get her kids into the best schools. Thank you. She's, 
Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> my job as a parent, <laughs> my job is going to be as a parent is, yeah, I'm going to set aside money for you to go to school, but you're going to work your way into school. I'm not paying a school yeah. off to guarantee your acceptance. Yeah, I'll pay the tuition, but yeah, you got to do the, you got to You got to do the legwork. Now, now I don't think I'm going to pay for you to get into Harvard and you got TCC GPA. <laughs> I understand that, that, but if you have, but if you have Harvard GPA, and you want to get into Harvard, but because of the fact that you come from a certain place, and I have the capacity, no, I think like for my like for my niece, yeah, we go, we gonna do perfect example. My niece, um, she just applied to three different magnet high schools because she's really smart. And she was in like National Junior Society all middle school. She applied to three. She didn't get accepted to two of them. She was broken. Mm-hmm. I was like, give me the school's name. <laughs> she was like, I was already ready. Like, I'm gonna call them. I wanna speak to somebody. Yeah. Uh, she ended I'm up gonna she, do free photo shoots for the school. She <laughs> was waitlisted, but then she ended up getting into the one she wanted. And I did the right thing. I talked to her about Jesus. I said, Hey, God has everything happens for a reason. Let's pray about it. But low-key, I was like, give me the name of the school. But here's the difference. All you did was talk to them. You didn't pay the school. We don't know what she did. She also didn't say that. She might have did a photo shoot for the principal. She had a pay $15 under the table or something. You didn't pay the school to guarantee their acceptance. Or did she? (laughs) I didn't. I was just talking about buying a condo before the show. I'm snitching. I didn't. But if I had the funds. Condo money. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Look, look. She hold said, on. "If I had the funds, and she she put up her, <laughs> on, her arms and a shrug for me." Hold on, because I'm about to dead the whole thing. Here's she the does thing. have the funds. You talk to them, <laughs> which push everything forward to guarantee the acceptance. That's the difference. Nah, you talk to them. It wasn't just talk. Something happened. No, I'm going based off of what she said. Though. Right. She's a so she talked allegedly <laughs> to guarantee the acceptance. You <laughs> didn't allegedly pay anything. To guarantee the acceptance. But it's still a way of going against, like, and I didn't do that. But I'm there's, just saying, like, I was already ready. Talking to I was already ready, though. And what I'm saying is I could see it. I could see how if I had two bills sitting around. No. Maybe. I, if I, I had two bills sitting around, no. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not paying a school to guarantee acceptance for my child. Mm-hmm. No, I think and the person child drops out. So I think the person you got a lot of nerve. I no. think the person that's more to be uh, at fault is the person who was taking the money. The school? No, there was like a specific it guy. Was a third party. It was uh, a guy that they were paying. Like to a allow- Hold on. It was a guy that was being paid like fifteen k. Like a lump? Like an alum? I don't know if he was a lump. He was matter. like a separate person. It doesn't from matter school. what it was. Oh. But he was taking like fifteen k a pop. To infiltrate like the school like during the SAT test or whatever, and to give them get them extra time taking a test, and also like to have like the proctor go back and fix their answers on the test. Oh, that's who needs to be getting in trouble. Of course, but okay, but it's still. But they're the still difference is to... the difference is they're not a celebrity. But you know what? The but just, but, but, but yo, but here's the thing too though. Um, the other lady that was implicated. Um, what was? Oh, you already moved away from the article. The other lady. It was Aunt Becky, and it was. Um, Huffman. What's her first name? She was on Desperate Housewives and um, Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. She's married to William H. Macy, homie from Shameless. Mm-hmm. He's not implicated in none of this shit. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because I forgot. I've read the article and I cannot think of it. He's not implicated. It just says on the court documents, it says spouse. They don't mention him by name. They don't talk about him in the thing, but she's getting chewed up. And that's not to say he wasn't involved. 
But like <laughs> They're not doing nothing to him And I think that's crazy It's really weird It's All I know is I'm not paying to guarantee my child's acceptance into school You've made that very clear <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's a preschool I don't care if it's a, <laughs> He's like I'm not doing nothing You gotta work your way into preschool <laughs> He said yeah They're gonna work their way They're gonna Practice their, their their numbers. If you don't know your ABCs, their ABCs too bad. Their colors and their shapes. I don't care if you're two. You better come in there knowing your ABCs. Right. <laughs> Julian's not oh, having man. it. Oh, man. Julian's not having it. And Victoria's like, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I'm going to pay the fees. I'm going to talk to the right people behind the scenes. I'm going to take photos. I'm going to. Whatever I got to do. By any nah, means necessary. The only thing that would make me really like, if you like, oh, you paint us a picture. Alright, cool. I ain't giving you no money. Oh, no, 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 no. So you just lowered your whole standard of arguments out the window. So now they're like, oh, can you do this mural in the school? And you're going to be like, oh, I got y'all. That's all I got to do. And then they had you paint the Sistine Chapel in the joint. That's the same like, thing. It is. It's still an exchange of goods and services to guarantee. It is. It's the same your thing. Your art is worth money. <laughs> it is. It is. Nope. Sorry, man. I'm not paying for my time. You dropped your whole stance. No, uh, I'm disappointed. No, I didn't. You could just cut that out. But, uh, <laughs> not cutting it. Because you know, I'm editing the part. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to keep talking about it in other sections. You can't cut everything. I'm going to just pause the whole part. You're talking to nobody. <laughs> just disconnect your microphone. Mm. I'd like to see you try, sir. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> take your microphone again. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Mess around. Mess the whole part up. <laughs> Speaking of schools, uh, real quick, I got to shout out to BX real quick, gang, gang, uh, New York City. Um, there's a group of students, and it's crazy because I talked about this on uh, the 7517 Connect last week at TWP. Um, Fieldston uh, Educational, something, culture school or something in the Bronx. These kids literally um, performed a lockout last Monday. For 72 hours, so from Monday to Thursday, they locked administrators out of the building and teachers and all of that, staged the lockout, used social media and everything, gathered over 200 students to do it, um, and made a list of demands. And the reason that they did it was because um, there was a video that surfaced in February of one of a, a few, a video of a few of uh, a few of the students that went there who were not of color using the N-word against students that were of color. And administration had did nothing about it. So these kids literally planned in secret, staged a protest, like got there before in the morning before administrators and everybody got there, locked everything up and locked everybody out of school for forty uh, for seventy two hours. Right? Yo, literally the report said they kept the school clean, even the bathrooms. They didn't trash anything. They camped out. Like they have pictures. You can read the article. They have pictures of these kids in sleeping bags, mm-hmm. sleeping on the couches in the hallways, up and down the hallways, in the street, whatever. Did this for three days and made a list of demands. Um, and because they held out for the three days and they were so organized, they agreed to everything that they put in the um, in their articles. And what's wild is they was having like communications with administrators and having mediators go back and forth so that they could really get their point across. And I really admire that. What's also wild is like they were so organized and using social media. I think they created an actual page that was like students of color matter or something like that like a twitter page they was literally having people make donations for pizza they was like yo you could donate to us because we're in the school da, 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 da. like people were sending food and everything like it's crazy like these kids are brilliant 
And um, I just think it's really amazing. And um, some of the demands that they were making was like for, um, um, well, I, know, I, I can't remember all of them, but I know one of the things was like, yo, um, protection for teachers that speak out against injustices. They wanted leniency for all the students of color that were participating in the lockout. They wanted like racial bias training for parents. Um, and, it was like black studies as well. Yeah, right? they wanted a black a black studies class to be included in the curriculum. Um, they made like a list of twenty demands, and yeah, all of them were met. Every curriculum, right? Period. But like the fact that they did it and they held out and they were so well organized and they met their goals, incredible to me. So shout out to those kids in the Bronx, man. Like, um, and I guess really, I mean, like I wanted to bring it up to shout them out and to talk about it, but um, I don't know. Like, I guess. This new generation of kids is not playing. Like I think yes. stuff like this has been happening, and oh, and this is the the part that's kick that's killing me too. Like it's a um like one of the elite schools in New York. Like it's like one of those private schools or like a charter school, mm-hmm. and you know those type of schools always like pride themselves on diversity. Like they this school is from kindergarten or preschool to twelfth grade, and forty percent of their student body is students of color. So you saying yo promoting diversity and you didn't doing all this, but this is what's happening behind closed doors. And administration wasn't acting on it, so the kids took it upon themselves. And I think that's really important. Um, that's very innovative on the on the part of the youth to actually put something like that together. Do it peacefully as well. Yeah. But, and strategically. Yes. Super strategically. Because I know that probably took months of planning. And then also, it's crazy that people of color have to go to this links just to get some type of change to, to, to certain things that should be eliminated to begin with. So, I agree with you. I think that, so, and this is something that, Again, I had a conversation with someone today about um, because we were talking about the racism thing. And I think the question becomes there's a lot of discussion. Keep going. Keep going. There's a lot of discussion about eliminating certain things. And my question becomes is can you eliminate something that was built into the foundation of what has happened? Like, like you can't say, okay, I'm going to build this house and I'm going to have all these rotten, like, bricks and then i'm going to eliminate the mold like that's embedded in there so how do you repair those those pieces because i think it would be tough because one i don't believe racism will ever be eliminated it won't because it cannot be eliminated no, because it's in, it's, the, it's in the foundation of america to begin with right so then how do you so if you cannot eliminate it how do you i guess I think work it's, like how what do you do I think it's important to, you have to acknowledge it. You have to call it out. First and foremost, you can't keep living your life like you don't see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, touch it. Like you don't see it on a daily basis. It has to be acknowledged. And that's like the main way that it can be, uh, the process can uh, be started to drive it out. You have to call it out. People are really walking around like like they don't see it or like they're not inherently taking um, action or being a part of it. Some people doing it consciously. Some people doing it subconsciously because it's it's so ingrained into them because it's a part of the system and yeah. it's been there since you were born and you don't know what else. You know what I'm saying? But you have to acknowledge it first, and then you can take measures to to change it or to eliminate it from your current surroundings. But it's still gonna be exist in other places. But 
like in the instance of this school, they can start. They're not gonna save America or save the world from racism, but they could definitely elim- take steps to eliminate it in their school, and that's what they're doing. And I think it's it's definitely a challenge because, especially with the way society is structured now, and with certain people that we have in leadership positions that I don't believe should be there, hmm. people have grown or gathered this courage to. I'm not even gonna say his name, but I I feel. Um, what, what, what 45 has done has kind of taken, he's kind of taken the mask off of what we already know is kind of going on in America. Did you see that article today? Like he was saying like, um, about the New Zealand attack. Um, he pretty much was like, yo, my people got to get. Um, keep being tough or get tougher or something like that. Like he was basically emboldening, like and empowering people to continue to act like this. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I didn't read that. I, I don't have I, the article on him right I now, but I read something to today. Listen or read anything that he speaks because I believe nothing he says is right. It's stupid and bigotry and misogynistic and all of that other th- all of the uh, all of the above. But um, e yeah. So, I feel like with the position he takes and how his leadership has kind of taken the mask off of of what people of color have known society to always be, I feel like, one, our plights and situations have been desensitized to, to the extent of, like, people feel like they can freely say what they want with no repercussion. You can catch these hands. Yeah, you can definitely catch these hands. Um... And it it it's hard, and that's why that's why I, I, I believe racism not going anywhere because it's always just a continuous cycle of different phases of types of racism that we have to deal with. Whereas like before, we had to deal with undercover racism. Now it's like oh oh y'all bold with the racism like oh y'all, y'all just you just gonna say that like like the lady the other the, that's the white school teacher the other day. That was uh, in Connecticut. Yeah, oh my God. that was calling these people nigga in the middle of the grocery store. Right. She caught them hands. Um, yeah, she was like, "Go ahead and hit me." <laughs> the dude was like, "You just see the camera gotta go down in here, like." Yeah, she caught them hands. I'm gonna call cops. Yeah. She, I think she got suspended or something too. She quit. Yeah, she, she resigned. resigned. She resigned because she knew she was wrong. But it, it's, went upside your head. It's you things like wrong. that where it's like it's gonna be hard. To try for people of color to our 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 best I think one of our best at, best assets is we evolve and we adjust to situations. And we still remain resilient. Like yeah. that's the crazy part. Because it's like So my question for you was gonna be, and I didn't know how to put it in the right word because I didn't know if evolve was the right word, but you just said it. So I'm gonna say it is if you can't eliminate it, then how do you evolve to it? Not to say that you become accustomed to it, but how do you I think with what we've done is I think this generation has decided we're just gonna combat it head on. Like, oh, you wanna bring that type of energy? I'm gonna deliver it right back to you. I think that like also you gotta understand that racism is evolving the whole time they find new ways to to, uh, mask it to mask it or to like um, not eliminate us what's the word Um, silence silence or like close us out from opportunity and different things they just find mm-hmm. a new ways to do it so it's still it's ever evolving i will say that um it's in the fabric of our mm-hmm. dna as a society the um the generation coming up next i'm really excited because 
I've seen kids like 15, 16 talking about diversity and inclusion and just like oh, they no games. just yeah, talking about no stuff games. that I wasn't thinking about when I was 15, 16. Like, a, like I said last week on the pod, uh, when Nisha was here, it was like, I think like this generation coming up is, is it's amazing mm-hmm. because they're like, no, like we're, we're they're, they're some real so much information. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's. That's why I think social media is like one of the best and worst things for society. I was about to say because this generation coming up also has like the highest depression and anxiety. Because of the fact that sometimes it's a lot of pressure to know a whole lot of information. Yep. To know so much at one time. Everybody's not built to know so much information. And that's the crazy thing about having like a 24-hour news cycle and everything like that. A lot of people are not built to know a lot of this information. And I think the problem that we've had is... We should have had the right information just given out in the right doses. Mm. That same, the same way you gave us this whitewashed view of history, our history and everything like that. It's the same way you should have gave us the view of the truth of how we, how our society was actually built. Where it's ingrained in us from the jump and you bring it to us gradually. Now you're in a generation of people who have a 24 hour news cycle and limitless information it's like, oh, I can just see this stuff whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right to and, your face that everything you told me is a lie. And, and in seeing facts. that information and having that information, they don't identify how that's able to trigger traumatic events from their ancestors because that travels down in your DNA. Like whether you know it or not, you may be triggered by something mm-hmm. and you're like, where is this coming from? Yep. And it's because it's lived experiences that you haven't even lived. Yep. And that's why that's I believe true. going back to the previous topic, that anyone who lived through like Jim Crow era, civil rights era and everything like that, you have the complete, you have my complete respect. And anytime you want to be racist towards people, go ahead. <laughs> it is like, but again, like, but again, like even, even with that context, like how she said, the trauma is in our genes and in yeah. our DNA, that resiliency and that spirit of like, yo, like, still going to break through all of this mm-hmm. is in the DNA too. So, like, you still real- get both sides. And, like, it's so apparent because, like, even, and my boy, um, he is the, new executive director of um, a, a joint called Change for Kids in New York City, a nonprofit. Like, he just became, they just hired him. And he's 32, he's black, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, And he just became the face of this organization, basically. And he's, like, about to, like, rearrange the whole thing. And he wrote an article on LinkedIn, and I shared it on Facebook the other day, but basically talking about how black and brown kids and kid, people of color, students of color, like, we're still making... We're still pushing through, like, while people are cheating to get into school, like, mm-hmm. we're getting accepted to these major universities and to these programs and doing all of these things on our own merit yeah. because we actually earned the right to be there. Yeah. And so, like, yo, like, that's just, it just blows my mind, like, mm-hmm. the human spirit, the, the triumph of it all and, like, how we can still, like, really, like, push through, whether no matter what color you are, but especially, you know what I'm saying, black people... Given the history of this nation, man, it's wild to me. Yeah. It's really wild to me. But, um, man, yeah, because I could go on a tangent about that, but I won't do that. But I'll ask you this. What are y'all doing this week to push through? Or what are you doing this week to make sure that you're enjoying your life? I think this would be where we wrap it up. Uh, what am I doing to be sure that I enjoy my life? You look like you never got asked that before. <laughs> Um, Ooh, I, so fellas out there trying to pursue V, ask her that question. 
Um, It'll make her think. It's the questions. She'll like you It's more. the questions. What? It's anyway, the questions. I will say, so I, I've been cooking more. That's something I've been doing for me. Ooh. And also, I've been going to the gym more often to just dance and kind of stretch and, like, do me things. And then I've been, I'm on the creative team now for my church. So, photography, like, just doing, yeah, just doing things that kind of, like, are not counseling. Yeah. Because counseling is a lot. Anything I can do that's outside of counseling is Julian. Can you repeat the question for me? <laughs> what are you doing to enjoy your life? Um, I'm painting more. But I'm painting uh, with a purpose. And I have a goal in mind of what I want to do for the future, like the very immediate future. Um, and so I've, I'm learning that I'm dedicating my time to the art that I know can take me places because I know my goal. My goal is to pursue art for a living. Mm-hmm. And I actually just, it was crazy that I just had a conversation with a man today. Um, his daughter is a, um, his daughter, <laughs> his daughter is, a, uh, <laughs> <shut> <laughs> is a like throw now, like Broadway actress, singer, like she, she plays. Uh, is she single? I, I didn't ask. Hey. But she actually lives in London. She uh, she plays uh, she plays uh, you know the Tina Turner. I don't know if you heard it, Tina Turner Broadway or whatever. Mm. Uh, well, Tina Turner actually called her personally to play her. What? And like you know, yeah, I'm gonna need you to find yeah, out. Like the last NFL game that was over in London, she sung the national anthem. Hmm. She's from Virginia. Hmm. <laughs> so introduce me. Put me in yeah. the game, coach. So like, like I met, I met her dad today, like, cause he works with my dad, and he was like, he was talking hey. to me. He was like, he was like, I was, of course, I showed him the artwork and everything like that. And he's like, he was like, never turn down an opportunity to pursue your 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 dream. Mm. He was like, because if you do, then you're not serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just that's kind intense. Of, yeah, because he was like, he was like, my daughter wanted to sing. She wanted to be on Broadway and everything like that. So she's. He was like, because you never know when that break is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You could be painting in a bar. You could be singing at somebody's storefront church. Mm-hmm. You never know. And he's like, my daughter. He was like, at this point, has sung. The dog on national anthem at probably ninety percent of NBA arenas. Hmm. He was like, "You never know when that break is gonna come." So anytime you say no to an opportunity, you're failing yourself. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah, that's that's what I took from what he told me today, and so it just kind of confirmed everything. So that's what I'm kind of doing for myself. Is like I'm painting for a purpose, and I know my goal and what I want to do, and so I'm just gonna do everything I can to get there. So painting. Yeah. Right, I can dig it. Um, and I'm fasting. I started fasting. It is Lent, too. I um, didn't even realize that. I always say I'm going to jump into that, and I never really do. You want to do it? I'll what? be your accountability partner. To fast? Yeah. Oh, I was just, I meant like Lent, oh, okay. like partic- actively participate in Lent. But um, I do kind of need to fast, too, but I feel like I kind of just naturally do that. I just, yeah. just don't eat breakfast and lunch. Now I might I eat just dinner. I say shout out to my friend. She told me what she gave up for Lent and it actually kind of hit me because I was like that's actually hard 
she gave up uh, secular music. Like no, like no rap, no music. Like she listens to no music with words. Mm. I feel like, like I do that already though. Well, I'm not. I won't say I just listen to no musical words, but like, I I like recently added mad music to my stream that has no words. So it's like all um alternative and like producers like that make beats, people that make beats and stuff. Yeah. And I just vibe like she's cool. a serious hip hop head and I know that was so like she told me when I was up in DC, she told me She's like, yeah, for Lent, I'm giving up a second of music. And like, but there's mad it. good music that doesn't have words to it. Yeah, but you I just want a rock I mean, group. Tell that to somebody who listens. Like, bro, I listen yeah, to music, like music. Know, so, bro. Yeah. I listen to music, music, but I've been finding mad music. Like, like yeah, of course. off the pod, I can show you some stuff I've been listening to that's hard. Like, I found a rock group, and I found this group because I was at Hell's Kitchen eating wings, oh, having I drinks, and it, and I was like, yo, I was trying to like lift my phone up in the air and Shazam a song, and the dude was like, yo, bro, just ask me, man, it's my playlist. <laughs> I was like, what's a black dude though? I didn't mean he sounded like, but he kind of sounded like that. But he was like, anytime I'm working, man, you hear music, it's me. Just ask me, man. So I was like, yo, who's this playing? And he was like, it's this group called Chon or something. It's like C-H-O-N. All rock music, instrumental, but they go off. Yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, To wrap this thing up. Q, did your hair get shorter? Nah, it just... It compacts. It's shrinkage, bro. Oh, my okay. hair... Yo, real talk, my hair is wild long, bro. Yeah, it was like, I, like Every time I see you, I feel like your hair is shorter. Like, I pulled a piece out the other day, and I legit, like, was, like, touching, like, right here That's on my face. Mine's just, like, at my eyebrow yeah, now. Like, I was, I was, my hair is really long. It comes down, but... Obviously. I need to... Um, I need to cut it, though. Like... Don't cut it. V, we had conversations about your hair. We don't, we don't, don't need to get into this. It needs to be cut at least like, so needs, like right here. Why? No, I mean if that's not if it's if it's unhealthy ends yes, but if it's healthy and you cut it, it like we have issues. Look, your hair looks like the box of the Pantene Pro V. Oh right. My gosh. Anyways, go your neck. Your uh, right. thing that you like to do. Like when I post the pictures for this the podcast, like the picture that we use is like the mm-hmm. picture picture like. Anyway, I don't want to get into like, how I, f- I don't want to get into how I feel about your hair. Like, we already had this conversation. Looking like having to annihilate the ball head. V doesn't have a head for ball heads. Shut <laughs> up. V does not have a head for. Yo, you know head. that picture. The shoot your shot picture. Song? That's what I'm talking about. So I, hair is really people amazing. have hit me up on that picture, and I'm like, I don't even like. That was like a picture that we like. But you look. Well, anyway, anyway, how I'm living my best stuff right now, but yeah, that should, that pick, yeah, your hair Speaking is popping. I'm going to pick with you. With me? Yeah, I'm tired. I'm trying to tell y'all how I'm living my best life. But go ahead. I'll wait. No, I'm gonna wait. Nah, cause I'm gonna nah, say it and then I'm gonna say how I live my best life and then we are gonna close out. Tired of you. I know what you're gonna say to and I'm gonna roast you. I'm gonna roast you. That's why he's not saying it. I'm tired of you. Say it, say it. Coming up under the comments. Okay, okay. Let me say how I'm living my life and we'll close out with that because that's funny as hell. Okay, so how I'm living my life. I already told y'all for the last couple episodes. Talk to me nice, treat me nice. I'm out here buying tickets to all the concerts I want to go to. Your hair is bomb in that picture. Are you kidding me? Are you? It looks like it's seven feet long. It's blonde at the ends. Oh, and it's, it's cascading perfectly. It's perfectly cascading down your shoulders. Me on the other hand, y'all caught me on a bad hair day. I look ridiculous. I only look half decent because I have a shirt and a tie on. I yeah. pulled the picture up, y'all. That's why we're like talking about it. Your popping in that picture. You're the best looking person in that picture. Anyways, well, go ahead. Well, speak. Don't, don't speak you, that. You just came from I'm so. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I, was at a bank. I was at a luncheon for work. Anyway, um... 
Alright, so how I'm living my life I told you I'm buying tickets Like I'm just trying to get more Life experiences this year I want to go on trips I want to go on road trips And I just want to really I've also been being Brutally honest with myself And with people in my life And just getting things Off my chest And I feel good about it I bought um, My tickets to To something In the water I bought a ticket To the JID And Saba show On May 9th I already bought A lawn seat For Anderson Pack In Raleigh The day after my birthday So that whole weekend About to be fire For and I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm about Like, I saw a meme today. I was like, yo, I can't wait. This summer's going to be lit. I can't wait to call my mom from jail. <laughs> like, that's how that's how it's going down. So, if y'all hearing me call y'all from jail, I'm doing a podcast from jail. Yo, my summer finna be lit because I'm, I'm living my life. So, Julian was going to say some foolishness. So, I'm like, we got to end with this. So, what was you about to say, sir? I was just saying, you know, I would appreciate you just out here comment stalking me. I'm not. You know, okay, this is a shoot your shot podcast, right? Julian, Julian, Julian literally shoots his shot everywhere. <laughs> Yo, I can't look at a picture on Facebook or mostly Facebook, but I see it on Instagram too. The but thing is Facebook, that he's right. Everywhere I look, I go to like the photo and it already says Julian Haskins along with <laughs> 50 other people. Oh, no, no. Who else likes it though? But don't you like it? But I but you already beat me to the punch. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, damn. Yeah, they show up on the timeline before yours. I mean, damn, I'm just like, yo, I be on my phone a lot, but I'm like, damn, Julian's on his phone, on his phone, because no. he like it, and then he be like, he'll leave a comment, like, <laughs> he'll leave a comment, no, or something like, what was the drink today, though? Know? Hey, I'm not saying on this, but it was a meme about, like, how to treat a girl, what kind of date they want to go on, and Julian commented, like, yo, I like this, that's yo, all I got to do. So serious, that's though. all I got to do, and I was like, really, nigga? Like, there was one that somebody said something about, I wish guys would just, and Julian was like, he was like something like, I know I'm this type of guy, I just wish more guys would. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, my man, my man Julian be everywhere, son. And he's oh, not scared to shoot. He be shooting a J from everywhere on the court. He got a mid range jumper. He got a three pointer. He got a nice layup, and he's working on a dunk. He be out here. Look, you just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And I just tweeted her this morning. I forgot how bomb her uh, her picture is next to her name. I looked at just oh my god. Anyway, that's besides the point. But yeah. And Julian's wild active on Twitter. You're consistent. And I just be, I literally just log on and it just tells me, shows me all your tweets. So I just respond to you. But Twitter's like the best when you actually interact with people. Yeah. I don't know. I be, I feel like I say funny stuff, but nobody be tweeting me back like, oh, oh, oh or retweeting myself. So I be getting mad. But anyway, that's not here nor there. But yeah, Julian be everywhere shooting his mid range jumpers. And listen, I feel you. But I'm going to say this. And all, in your defense, if we going to close Kobe out. With Kobe hit clutch shots? No. Did anyone I mean, play you, with Kobe you missed. You missed playing with Kobe. And this, and this pertains to shooting your shot in life or with your business or whatever your entrepreneurship. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Bang, bang. Basically, shoot, Julian shoot. is not out here trying to miss. Shooters gonna shoot. He's gonna, He's gonna have it. Kobe. Shooters gonna shoot. <laughs> Cue the George Lopez music.